but I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about this idea. These, these weeks of Lent, what it is that we're unpacking these different things that we might say to ourselves, messages that we oftentimes hear that end up distracting us and pulling us away from what God is saying and doing in our lives. And the message that I was assigned for this week was, I am not good enough. So I think Pastor Tyler was like reading my Facebook posts and was like, yeah, I think this is what this guy needs. So one of the things with this is that oftentimes we can end up seeing things and measuring them by the idea of not being good enough. And I remember back in college, you know, at A&M, whoop, you're welcome. There you go. There you go. See, uh, nobody whooped with me in the first service. Bunch of heathens. All right, no. Oh, it's the worst. So, I don't know. There was a cougar in the background. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who let him in. But, yeah, yeah it was the worst. Yeah. But with that is, one of the things was that a lot of our college friends would take turns, and, and we would, like, plan out different events, different dinners, different activities, different fun things to do. And I thought, you know what? I should try one of these. So I thought, let me do something easy. I'll, I'm going to do a movie day. I'll pick out a movie, and we'll go grab some food and, and go watch a movie, and it shouldn't be, shouldn't be too hard, I, except that nobody was quite available for, for lunch, so we just kind of moved on to the movie. Have you all seen the movie Cats and Dogs with all the CGI cats and dogs talking to each other and somehow being spies? Yeah, don't invite a bunch of college students to watch that together. That was the biggest epic fail of a movie day I could have imagined. It's sort of like, yeah, yeah, we've even got the nod up here. Schumacher's are like, ah, we wouldn't even go to that, man. That'd be terrible. And, and with that is, is after that point, realizing I had chosen a terrible movie, and the half dozen people who had actually gone basically were like, so I got to go home now. <laughs> and, and Jason did not plan out another event again during college which made things a little bit tricky going off to be a youth pastor for a few years. Because what is the main thing you have to do as a youth pastor? You have to plan events and activities. And the thing is that I worked on it, developed some time, but after however many lock-ins that you have to deal with with youth, after a while I'm just like, man, I just don't think I'm good enough at this. This is just not my thing. Planning events, get-togethers, gatherings, I'm like, I got to leave that for somebody else. You see, I grew up, and, and when, I was, when I was a little bit older, I saw my sister hosting parties. My sister is an amazing hostess, okay? She makes this amazing pumpkin cheesecake. It, it, she hasn't made it in years, so I'm hoping that if I tell all of you and put it on the internet, she'll have to one of these days again. Pumpkin cheesecake. All right, so there you go. But with that is that she would have dozens of friends over, and everybody would have a great time. It was hard to get rid of them. And there I am thinking in my mind, I can't even pick a good movie, let alone have a good, fun evening with my friends. And the thing is that this idea of I'm not good enough can end up pervading a lot of things in our minds. We can end up having this mindset when we have to go and deal with the dating world and thinking like, okay, yes, I'd really like to ask out this person. I'm pretty sure they're going to say no right off the bat, so let me just not even bother with that in the first place. Or other times with school, 
I just don't think I'd ever be able to, to do that program or try that topic. So why even bother in the first place or work? Yes, I'd like to do this job, but I'm sure I'll fail at it from the beginning. And we let these messages, these ideas flood us, especially how many things are online trying to prove to us that we're not as cool or as good as somebody else. I, I cannot, I'm, I'm looking at TikTok and I'm just like, okay, no, I can't flip a, a bottle and have it land on the bottom part here. No, I can't walk across a bunch of milk crates. I've actually proven by physics that it's actually impossible, so I'm just saying. Or how many things that involve skateboards or you're supposed to open the car door and run alongside the car dance. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've seen. But the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, I can't do that. There's just no way. There's no way whatsoever. Or dance crazes, I don't, I don't know. I'm supposed to, that, that, like that's as fast as I can go with that. That's it, that's it, that's it. That's all I got. And the thing is that with this is that we are constantly being bombarded with things that are telling us that we're not good enough because you can see somebody who is better at something than you are constantly. And oftentimes trying to tackle that, we end up, asking this question at some point, does God and the world just give up on me? When we look at, at Luke's gospel and we see what ends up happening with Jesus speaking about the people asking, are they worse sinners than you? And goes off and looks and talks about a fig tree that doesn't bear any figs. And oftentimes, when we think about this story, about the fig tree not bearing any fruit, we oftentimes spend our time going to the part where it says, you know what, you just need to dig it out. We just need to give up on it. We need to give up on that fig tree. We oftentimes skip to that part, because oftentimes we feel like, well, I didn't live up to what I thought I was supposed to be, and now I've just missed out. So now, God doesn't have this for me anymore. I just have to stop trying. I've already let him down. And the thing is that oftentimes what we end up doing is we skip over the whole point where in this part it keeps saying, leave it alone this year, dig around it, and fertilize it. See, we skip over the part where God is actually looking for ways to actually help us to become who we're meant to be. We skip over that part because we spend so long focusing on the idea of how we have failed or dropped the ball. And, 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 and ministers are certainly not immune to that whatsoever. We have a passage in Ezekiel 33 that talks about the watchman. And the idea that if you are watching out and you see something happening along the way and they're coming to attack, if you don't warn everybody behind you, then therefore it's on you. And there are so many times where I look out at this world, and this world's kind of messed up. How can I fix it? I'm supposed to fix it, right? I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to help everybody. Y'all are wrong. Y'all are wrong. All y'all wrong. Just let, just list, just stop talking for a bit, and I'll, and I'll get it all figured out, right? I am the watchman on the wall. Yeah, how well does that work on Facebook? The thing is that oftentimes is this feeling of I'm supposed to somehow fix it all. And then we realize we can't. And we kind of feel small. Or kind of wonder what was the point of even trying in the first place. 
oftentimes when we look at the things that we can't do, we oftentimes let it distract us from what it is to see the image of God in our lives. You see, there's, a, there's two ways oftentimes that people will talk about the fact that we as people are broken. Now, a lot of times, we get caught up in the language of, I, a poor, miserable sinner. And the thing is that oftentimes, we'll even put it in our praise songs. I am dirt, I am dust, I am nothing, I am going on and on and on to try to make sure that we understand how pitiful we are. Because some people view the idea that our brokenness has now wiped out anything and everything good that God ever did. As if God's beautiful creation never existed in the first place. But the reality about this is that the image of God has been distorted by our sin. But that doesn't mean that God is not still doing amazing and beautiful things through his creation. The image of God may be a little bit messed up because we do make mistakes and we do fall. But it doesn't mean there is no image of God there anymore. That's a misunderstanding. So oftentimes, whenever we look at Psalms like Psalm 85, and it talks about the idea of God being forgiving and restoring, and that forgiveness comes and the Lord gives what is good. It is not a question of, and now you have to not exist anymore because you know what? You dropped the ball too many times. God's got to kind of move on, okay? He needs to go find somebody else who can actually take care of this. No. This is about God realizing that as we have broken, he is here to restore. See, that's the thing is that oftentimes we spend so long talking about the ways in which I'm not good enough is that we miss the point that it's not a question of if we are good enough because that was never the measuring line in the first place. The thing is that we have a God who has not only given us life from his love and his grace in the first place, but has sent his son to do what is right and perfect and good. We spend so much of our time figuring out what we can't do that we miss out on the life that we have been given. See, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out like, oh my goodness, I can never live up to how good of a, of a, of a host my sister is. It's that pumpkin cheesecake. It haunts your dreams. And yeah, after a while, you're like, yeah, you're like, dude, why are you talking about the pumpkin? You didn't eat the pumpkin cheesecake, okay? You have no idea, okay? It's right there. But you know what I did discover, though? I can drink scotch. And, and after a bit is, is realizing that after a while is, you know what? There are a lot of other people that like to hang out. And you know what? I am not really a great cook. But, you know, if you kind of talk about it a little bit, you know what? There are a lot of people who are. And for some reason, they actually want to cook. I don't know. Or they want to bake stuff. Or, like, they make these little, like, cake balls that have, like, wine or something in there. And you're like, dude, what in the world? Where has this been all my life? And, well, how can I get more of them? Why are you taking them away? Bring them back. And, and the thing is that after a bit is realizing that while I'm not gifted the way that others are gifted, is that I am 
actually able to connect with people and help them to share what they're pretty good at. The thing is that that's one of the things that I am gifted with is that I can laugh about certain things and help others to be able to realize, you know what, I actually have something to contribute. And then somebody brought a giant tray of salmon, and I'm like, dude, what in the world is up with this? And it was just amazing. And we had, and there were like two dozen people hanging around and bringing whiskey and scotch and other stuff to enjoy. And I'm sitting there like, how did this happen? I don't know. And yet it did, because instead of spending all the time trying to figure out why am I not good enough to host one of my sister's parties, it said, you know what? I am exactly the person to be here at this time and in this place for this group of people. See, that's the thing about realizing that when we sp stop spending the time trying to dwell on the things that distract us and hurt us and start listening to these things that are just frankly not at all what God is speaking to us, we miss out on the things that God is trying to say. Like when he speaks to us in Philippians 4. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about every, anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We spend so much time trying to tell ourselves we're not good enough, we miss out on the fact that the God who says don't be anxious is bringing us peace because he says you are my child. It's not a question of enough. It's never been a question of enough. It's been a question of you are. You are my child. You are who I have called you to be. You are restored by my son to be who I made you to be. And I'm not asking you to be like that TikTok video. I'm not asking you to be like your sibling. I'm not asking you to be like Luke because that guy's terrible. And I don't know why we hang out with him. But with that is I'm not asking you to be everybody else. I'm asking you to follow my son because you are the creation that I have called by my spirit to be my own. You see, when it says on here, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. The God of peace will be with you. Did we see Jesus walking around telling everybody, hey, you're a fig tree and I want you to produce apples? Kind of ridiculous to expect a fig tree to make apples, right? That's what we do a lot. Is we look at this unfruitful fig tree and we spend so much time saying, you know what, you just have failed. And then we realize we were spending the whole time like, what are these weird wrinkly things? And oh, that doesn't taste like an apple. Yeah, it's a fig. Because the truth is, is that sometimes we miss out on the beauty of what God is doing in us what it is that God is doing through us. And if we spend so long talking about the things that we think we've dropped the ball on, then we stop saying, God, what is it you are doing right now through me? And how many ministries, how many blessings, how many connections and relationships have we missed out on because we spent so much time seeing 
ourselves as not enough, that we missed out on the fact that God has called us here and now to go be his people right here, right now. So this morning, when we are facing this idea of I am not good enough, I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're comparing yourself to. But the problem is, is that you're comparing yourself in the first place. You see, we have all ended up falling short. That's not the point. The point is that you are God's beautiful creation, saved by his son and moved by his spirit to do something amazing. And God does not give his spirit lightly. You are meant to be out there doing amazing things. And if you spend all of your time seeing the parts where you think that you've fallen short, guess what? God has seen those. And he has said, yeah, I know. I forgave you. Let's keep going. So this morning, let's not dwell on that. Instead, let's move forward and realize that if God can somehow use a ridiculous guy like Pastor Jason to have a scotch party that people actually went to, imagine what he could do through you. Thanks be to God.